Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Kenitra Bryant and today's motivational aim targets fortitude. I started a new series entitled Associations Matter, Discerning Connections, and this 10-day podcast series was inspired by a Bible plan I wrote with the same title. For those who are joining in for the first time, I shared with listeners my aim in writing this Bible plan which was to encourage individuals the severity of associating with the right people and the importance of discerning one's connections and how our connections produce positive results in our life that lead to progression or regression. And I encourage you, if you haven't already, to listen to parts one through three, but now I'm jumping into the importance of displaying fortitude in any and every association and connection we find ourselves in. Now, we're still following the story of Abraham, and we have knowledge that Abraham was called by God to leave his known associations and his environment to go to a place God prepared for him, where God would bless him. And Abraham travels to this destination, and his nephew Lot went with him. And then some time passes, and Lot and Abraham separate and go their own ways, but then a situation comes up when Abraham goes and saves his nephew Lot because he was caught between a scuffle of the kings of the land. Now we pick up with Abraham returning from saving Lot, and he is exhibiting God-honoring fortitude with the people he is conversing with. So I'm going to read Genesis, the 14th chapter, and the 17th through the 24th verse, but I encourage you all to read Genesis, the 14th chapter in its entirety, so you can get a deeper understanding of what is being explained here, and also for your own personal development as you apply these biblical principles to your daily life, okay? So, I'm about to read. After Abram returned from defeating Kedoleomer and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet him in the Shava Valley, that is the king's valley. Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was a priest to God Most High. He blessed him and said, Abram is blessed by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who handed over your enemies to you. And Abram gave him a tenth of everything. Then the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the people, but take the possessions for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand in an oath to the Lord, God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, that I will not take a thread or a sandal strap or anything that belongs to you, so you can never say, I made Abram rich. I will take nothing except what the servants have eaten. But as for the share of the men who came with me, and are Eshkol and Mamre, they can take their share. So we're looking at what occurred. Abraham went out to save his nephew Lot, and he also saved several other kings. And one of the kings, Melchizedek, king of Salem, he was one of them. Melchizedek, which is defined as king of righteousness, and Salem, which means peace, was a king and a priest of God. Melchizedek took the time to speak life into Abraham's life, declaring him blessed 
And Abraham gave Melchizedek an offering. He gave him a tenth of everything from his spoils. And that took fortitude for Abraham to do. Because Abraham could have just looked at the situation as, I saved this man. I mean, if it wasn't for me and my 318 trained man, he still would have been in the situation. So saving him is enough. I'm not about to give him no money. I'm not about to give him any treasures and some riches. and For what? No. Abraham didn't do that. Abraham exercised, displayed, and executed fortitude. And fortitude can be defined as the mental and emotional strength in facing difficulty, adversity, danger, or temptation courageously. And Abraham understood the blessing associated with blessing the man of God. And to be in association with a king and a priest was an honor. And he knew what to do. And another association Abraham exhibited fortitude in was his interaction with the king of Sodom. Abraham saved the king of Sodom too. And he was a captive that was set free. But the king of Sodom approached Abraham, seeking to negotiate some type of deal with him to give an illusion that he was a part of the victory that Abraham experienced with saving the captives and his nephew. So the king of Sodom tells Abraham, hey, give me the people and you can take all the possessions for yourself, but give me the people. That's all I want. We can make a 50-50 deal right here. Now the king of Sodom didn't contribute to anything. He was making all these requests and trying to negotiate stuff, and he didn't help Abraham do anything. So Abraham let him know in so many words he wasn't about to do anything with him, and he wouldn't even touch anything that belonged to the king of Sodom. The king of Sodom was the ruler of a land filled with perverse lust, And they had a wide spectrum of sins. And if you read Genesis, let me find the chapter. Genesis the 18th and the 19th chapter. Read those two chapters in its entirety. And you'll see what they had going on over there. And now we understand why Abraham told him, I'm not taking nothing from you. I don't want no parts of you. In so many words, stop talking to me. And in doing that, we see that Abraham exercised fortitude. And that's a lesson for us. There are some associations and connections we don't need to touch. It doesn't matter what kind of deals are being made, what kind of promises are being made, what type of negotiations are being presented. It is of extreme importance to not entertain such behaviors no matter how large or how small we think it is. Because some people will say they contributed to a cause that they had nothing to do with, claiming victory when God was the one who caused a righteous person to prosper, and they could just be trying to link up with you to make themselves look good. Even though they live in vile, nasty, evil, raggedy lives. 
And that's just a lesson for us. It's not for us to condemn people, but it's also for us to realize we need to exercise fortitude in every area and aspect of our lives. And even though we are victorious, we didn't do it on our own. God is the one that granted the victory and vindication on our behalf. So when we're victorious, we can't get to the point where we are just living in this sense of um, pride and we just got this high, haughty attitude thinking that we can just start talking to people, being comfortable because we just on this emotional high. We have to come down and realize who's the one who caused you to be victorious. Who's the one who vindicated you? Who's the one who allowed you to look triumphantly on your enemies and your foes? It was nobody but God. And we have to be careful. We have to be mindful. Mindful as far as keeping God first place at all times. And Abraham's illustration of declaring his association with God, the King of Kings, was the one who caused him to be blessed and successful, not the king of Sodom. And it is wise to ask God for wisdom and discernment before and after our battles and our victories because sometimes in the midst of emotions and feelings, somebody could get caught up and then they can get caught up doing things, saying things, promising things, getting with some people and agreeing with things that God has not approved. So never compromise form and you've probably heard that statement if you have a personal trainer or you in some workout class exercise class whatever it is and the instructor is saying to not compromise form they've given you a set of exercises they want you to implement now they can be modified but if you compromise the form you basically defeat the whole purpose of the workout of what it was trying to accomplish in your life if you don't stick with it, even though it hurts. And that's what we have to do. We have to exercise wisdom, exercise fortitude, exercise love, exercise patience, exercise a relationship with God. And we should never get to the point where we go away from those things to do things that are contrary to God, then we're compromising form and the things that we were supposed to be working towards, we don't get the benefit from them if we compromise form. And when God delivers us or uses us to deliver others and we see the success and what it comes with, we should never compromise our form. We should never compromise our posture we should never compromise our position. We should never compromise our knowing and our dedication of praise to God in order to seek praise from other people who didn't do a thing for us. There is nothing wrong with redirecting your success and your victories and thanks to God the Father for blessing you to do what you do. Additionally, Abraham exercised fortitude with his allies, Anner, Eshkol, and Mamre, who went with him to rescue Lot and others who were held captive. Abraham selected the right connections to go with him to support him 
in this serious mission, and Abraham spoke on their behalf regarding taking their share of treasured spoils that they recovered in battle. And Abraham exercised fortitude, and fortitude, I believe, is a result of spending time with God, talking to him, and seeking God the Father for advice in the midst of life's trials, challenges, and obstacles. And no matter what we're going through in life, it is vital to discern our connections because associations really do matter. And who and what we're linked to says a lot about who we are and what we do. And there are some people who don't like to hear that, but the influence of others is absolutely powerful. Associations, relationships, and connections should not be based off of haphazard feelings and thoughts and emotions. They should be founded on solid convictions, ultimately rooted in God's plan and purpose for somebody's life. So when a relationship is built on the foundations of God's word and in a God-honoring way of integrity, love, and respect, if something is out of alignment or out of order, then it's able to be quickly identified. And even if an issue is identified, it must be dealt with in fortitude. So seek God in wisdom, fortitude, and strength in each association you hope to pursue or that you're currently in. And the scripture I would like to leave you with today is Mark, the seventh chapter in the 21st through the 23rd verse, which reads, For from within... Out of the heart of man come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and they defile a person. And I chose the scripture to illustrate the importance of fortitude in a believer's life. There might be situations where you are surrounded by some people who don't respect your God-honoring lifestyle and decisions because they're doing life their way apart from God. And it doesn't mean that you love them any less, but let's say a situation occurs where a group of people are pressuring you or suggesting that you do something that you know is wrong, even if it costs you something, that you hold near and dear to you. I mean, it could be your reputation, your career, your finances. It could be anything that a person wants to taint or manipulate. But that is where your fortitude comes in because will you be able to identify a thing for what a thing is? And if it is anything outside of God's plan, purpose, and path for your life, and if it doesn't align with his will, word, and way, then you know it's not right. And you can stand faithfully knowing that in your boldness and God-honoring fortitude, you can do the right thing despite the wrong things happening to you and around you. Fortitude is rejecting what is wrong and doing what is right despite what people think and what they say to you because they want their way. And that is why you want to make sure to always... Aim to implement fortitude in your day-to-day operations. Fortitude and faith should flow from the believer's heart at all times.
I want to thank y'all for tuning in. Visit drkenitrabryant.com to download the Association's Matter devotional. On the site, you can order inspirational apparel. You have the option to connect with me on Instagram and aim towards the target. I have a few Bible plans on the YouVersion Bible app you can check out. But for those who want to use the Bible plans that I've written as an individual or group Bible study, you can download those plans from my website. Enjoy the remainder of your day. Peace and God bless.